up next on the Unit Nothing Yet podcast, she has played all over Northern Ireland, festivals, and if you follow her on her socials, she has a fondness for the colour pink. She has been played on BBC Radio Ulster, has several singles under her belt, loads of very interesting things on the way, and a new single as well. Susie Pagel, how are you? Oh, good. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm very well. I'm very well. I mean, it's a gloomy day here in Belfast. Are you in Belfast yourself or where are you at? Yeah, I'm in Belfast. Yeah. I got in just before the rain started. So Happy days. Happy days. Well, tell anybody that's listening who you are and what do you do with yourself? Um, So my Instagram describes me as a pop princess in <laughs> Belfast. Um, I, can, I make pop music, but it's kind of a little bit darker and edgier sometimes like we kind of want to marry pop and sort of heavy rock together so mm-hmm. just working on that that's what I do and when did you decide to start putting music out was there a moment where you thought to yourself you know I can maybe make a career to this or I am actually very good at singing and performing uh yeah well I started writing music whenever I was like 11 or 12 and it was terrible but um <laughs> I started like playing guitar and actually taking it seriously whenever I was about 15 and I wrote a load of songs and just like played them for my friends and mm. they started saying no here like you should actually post this you should get it out so then um started posting songs on YouTube and stuff Facebook and then yeah that's how I met my producer and guitarist Jack he said mm-hmm. he would mix some songs for me and it was kind of whenever that happened I was like I should actually get these out properly and since then you know I've just been doing it <laughs> writing a lot and trying to record as much as possible for a play and mm-hmm. how do you or what influences do you get from say older music and now do you marry them together is it just one genre no I mean I take inspiration from everything I listen to so many different kinds of music like I grew up listening to sort of Nirvana kind of the heavier sort of stuff with my dad but then like Britney Spears with my mom. <laughs> so all of that is kind of thrown into my music. Like it's some of my songs are very like 2000 sounding. Um, like my last, uh, one of my singles, sorry, Pretty Girl is very Britney Spears. And then we kind of kept on with that with my song Pick Me, but then through like a heavy guitar solo halfway through. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I've taken inspiration from loads of places. It's so random, like, the likes of Nirvana, Britney, Melanie Martinez as well, and even McFly were one of my big like <laughs> yeah, of course. When I was younger. So I mean it really I just take inspiration from everything that I listen to. And and then tell me before we get into your music and your singles and what you've sort of put out, is there mm-hmm. a writing process that you follow? Is it, you know, you walk down the street, you're heading to work or to go meet a friend for a drink or a coffee or something and you see somebody and it triggers something? Is it do you draw on personal experiences? Is it a mix of everything? Uh, it's kind of always been for me that I'll write about what I'm feeling like if there's mm-hmm. something going on in my life at that time that's just what I write about I, I find it really difficult you get songwriters that write like a sort of story song about mm-hmm. maybe another person or like something you know that's happened to someone in their lives but for me I kind of started writing music as a sort of venting thing so okay. it's all personal experiences for me and usually it's whenever I'm like sitting in my room not doing anything and I feel like I want to talk about something and I'll just write it down and then just make it into a song kind of from there and it just sort of flows from there says you yeah I mean I would say any song that I've written is not written over a period of time I write the lyrics and the melody like in one sitting because Uh it's just getting out everything that I want to say like in the 
go. So yeah, it's a pretty the writing the the melody and the lyrics is a fast process. The rest of it obviously takes a lot longer, but <laughs> but they're born quickly. My songs are born quickly. And then what about having your music played, say, on radio here? Because you've been on ATL across the line on BBC Radio Ulster. And yeah. I, I say this to people, you know, obviously radio was, and it's still a massive thing on the island of Ireland. Uh, but, mm. it, you know, we have now streaming and we have so many other ways that we can, you know, you know, get content and hear music. And But I always say to people, if they, you know, are writing articles, you know, you'll see them online, but have the physical, you know, in the newspaper so to hear your your music been played or hear you even yourself been interviewed on the radio, how does that feel? It's crazy. I remember the first time um, one of my songs was played. It was my first single yesterday. And yeah. I just was like, it's really surreal. It's like, hold on, that's me. That's my voice. And I'm not listening to it like on my phone. Like it's yeah. on the radio. And to me, yeah, I mean, as you say, radio is, you know, it's not as big as it used to be mm. but to me like that's the goal whenever releasing a single it's like I want to get this on the radio and anytime I've heard myself be played on it it's just it's crazy it's like a it's very validating I think um and it kind of makes you realize like yeah my songs maybe are good enough to be played on the radio and yeah, yeah it's just it's a surreal but like very validating um experience especially with all the work you put into making a single, mm. it just is that bit more special whenever, you know, you're not playing it on Spotify, you're not playing it on iTunes, whatever. It's like it's coming out of the radio. Somebody picked that to play. Yeah. It's Perfect. just special. Now, I would say that like across Northern Ireland, we're very good at supporting up and coming artists and giving each other a hand and, you know, providing mm-hmm. resources and links and networking to, you know, so many people if you're willing to learn and willing to sort of craft your your skill and your voice and your music. And you were yeah. on the Scratch My Progress Oh Yes Centre programme. Um, yeah. I know, you know, a lot of people that I've interviewed have been through it and it's it's the Oh Yes Centre is a brilliant, brilliant thing that we have here. How was that? How did that help you? Did it help you? What was the, what was the whole process there? I mean, it literally changed the way I looked at music entirely. Like I started um gigging and releasing music whenever I was like 18 in 2019 um and it was over lockdown that I applied for scratch and I thought like I'm not gonna get this like I'm not established enough or whatever and you know I thought I knew kind of how to sort of be an artist until I did the scratch scheme and then I was like oh my god like this is a business it's Uh not just I play my songs like it's like it's scratch taught me how to be a professional musician and think of it in a business way. And I mean, it taught me everything. It taught me how to release a single properly. Mm. It, I did my first proper photo shoot with Scratch, my first full proper single release. And, you know, it it took me from just being a wee girl that wanted to play music to like an actual musician, if you get okay. what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just, I mean, it was the best thing that has happened. I don't think that, you know, I would be playing the gigs or like releasing the music I am if I hadn't done scratch um it was during the scheme that I decided to go from acoustic to like full live shows and stuff okay. from Shane Hegarty's mentoring and stuff so like oh it was just the best loved yeah. it and you've played in loads of venues across Northern Ireland like you've done a lot of gigging done festivals 
Um, and it, that's just brilliant because obviously people are receptive to your sound and you're enjoying it. Like, how do you, I've never been to one of your gigs. So how do you engage with the crowd? Is it very much you walk on, you do your thing, you, you walk off? Do you do you have a conversation? How how does that how does that go about? Are you nervous? What's the whole process there? Yeah, I'm I get so, so nervous. Like, I mean, my gig isn't for another week and mm. every night I'm wait, like, oh my God. <laughs> but I think I love to have a chat when I'm on stage. Like I have to because I, I don't take myself that seriously that it's like I'm on stage I'm going to perform my songs for you and leave like it's like no everyone's here to have a good time mm. so I make sure to like just talk and, and have fun in between songs and stuff um so yeah it's it's very much like a I would say sort of my gigs are an intimate experience it's not uh-huh. just like I'm gonna play the tracks exactly the way they are you know, um, like on Spotify or whatever, and then leave. Like it's, I like to think it's kind of like a party type thing. Fair, fair. And is there, has it been a favorite venue or a gig that like, you know, all of them are great, obviously, but is there something yeah. that sticks out in your head that's been, that was class. You just remember you when you come off and you think to yourself like, that's, that was just wild. That was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, we did our first like big support slot in the OES Center back in uh-huh. March for um, an American band called Set It Off. Uh-huh. By the time we were put on to the show, it was sold out and everything. So we knew it was going to be huge. And yeah. we had been waiting for one like that for so long. Mm. Um, and when it finally happened, like we had to fight our way off the stage because everyone was like so excited and so nice. that yeah, like, yeah. you know, I had people like somebody gave me a necklace and everything. I was like, I want you to have this. And people were asking for photos. And for me, like, I think forever that will be the most special gig because for the next hour, we felt like we were like, pop stars like yeah, full yeah. of pop stars. um and the oh yeah center is just my favorite venue as it is so it was just yeah the perfect night it was just so good so again going back to the oh yeah center because it is a, it's been a theme in your career to be honest and it, it's brilliant and i'll say it again that it's great that we have somewhere like that here in belfast um to to utilize but last april you played the women's work event mm-hmm. and like Again, I wasn't in attendance at that, but that seemed to be such a deadly event that, you know, women coming together, backing each other, supporting each other and playing some deadly tracks. And you were on, you know, the bill with loads of other brilliant artists from here. What was the crack there? Uh, Women's work was insane. I actually, I couldn't even believe that we got to play that because as you said, the lineup was just so stacked. It was Mm. so good. We got to play, that was like one of the, might have been the first gig actually I got to play with Problem Patterns who were also uh-huh. on scratch with me and just the support that every act had for each other was mm. incredible like women's work was one of the first gigs I played where I felt like oh my god this community is just incredible like everyone paid attention everyone yeah. cared about what you were doing and it was the same then whenever they were playing you mm-hmm. know like it was it was just amazing. I, I can't, that was one of my favorite gigs that we have done. It's always the OES Center, but um, <laughs> it, because I think it was just such a great atmosphere. Like everyone, it was such a safe space mm-hmm. um, to perform in, and yeah, it was just it was a really like respect. Like everyone respected each other. Uh-huh. So great. Fair, fair. And am I right in saying that last year because we're only just past Pride Weekend? We had it obviously mm-hmm. there, so it was on Saturday past and, and all of last week as well. Am I right in saying that you done the Pride stage at City Hall last year? Yes. Did. So 
like that's a big event. It's a big event all over the world, Pride. But in Belfast, it's growing year on year on year. I was lucky enough to be in the parade this year. It's it's a it's just a deadly day's crack. How did you get? How did that? How did that happen? How how did you feel? Yeah, well, you're gonna laugh again. It was once again the OES Center. <laughs> Are you giving them commission here? What? <laughs> How many times can you mention them in one interview? <laughs> I have to reach twenty times. That's... Um, it was uh the guys from Volume Control got in touch with me um and just basically asked if we wanted to do it and that again I've had a, a couple of gigs that were just moments where it's been like we're doing the right thing you know like we are being where we're supposed to be and uh-huh. you know there's been a few gigs that feel like a real milestone in yeah. my career and that was a hundred percent one of them because it was the first big all ages show we'd ever mm-hmm. done and I got like so many new followers from that that genuinely love my music and care and now anytime I do an all ages show they'll be there and yeah me and so I mean City Hall it opened up an entire new audience to us because Mm before over 18s had been able to see us but like these like kids that got to see us were so passionate about it and I just thought it was incredible that we got the opportunity to do that and they got the opportunity to go to this like big gig and find new artists to be into so it was unbelievable loved it and then you know, last year, am I right in saying, please correct me if I'm wrong, you played the output emerging stage or emerging artist stage. That was this year. Oh, that was this year. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Tell me, like how, you know, it's 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 a it's a big sort of festival. It's it's you know, it's, it attracts a lot of people in. You know, you're now growing from strength to strength, playing to bigger crowds. Like what I suppose is 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 it is there a massive difference between playing I suppose something like that as opposed to something that would be more intimate. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, output was so overwhelming and mm. terrifying because <laughs> obviously we played in the Dirty Onion and it's a rowdy place. Yeah, um, yeah. We were like playing to I don't know how many rowdy enthusiastic people when like a week before probably we had played a gig to four people. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> it's I mean, it's entirely different. Um, but I, I kind of try to make sure, like, it doesn't matter if there's four people there or if there is a hundred, whatever. Mm. Like, you just have to give the same energy. It, like, it doesn't matter the way I see it. It's like, if there's more people, great. They're going to bounce off my energy and we can have a bit of crack. But even if there are four people there, it can be awkward and, like, intimate. But I still try to have as much fun as possible. So oh, yes. And then, you know, you were saying earlier about working with your producer and guitarist, Jack, and obviously yeah. he is an input into your sound. Mm-hmm. Is is it good to have a sound, like a sounding board, somebody else there, to, you know, bang ideas off? Or is it like, do you argue? Is it, is it good arguments? We're like, no, take that bit out. And no, you should really, you know, bring this riff in here. Or like, how do you get on there? Uh, I mean, Jack and I kind of co-write the songs. I write all the, the lyrics and melodies, as I was saying. But then... Uh-huh. I will bring the tracks to him and either just sing them to him a cappella or play guitar and sing and he like crafts this masterpiece. <laughs> and so Jack and I are like we work so well together. Mm-hmm. Um we very rarely would have a creative difference, but if we do, we're both so stubborn that we'll fight the piece out like to, <laughs> to 
um we actually just started working um with rocky o'reilly from start together studios as well okay and, um he was saying like we're like such a dream team because we just get on so well and we tend to have the same sort of ideas so it is great that i can bring an idea to jack and instead of be like no i think you should do this thing to that he'll just build on it and it'll just keep getting bigger and bigger because we're thinking the same thing it's just we're both better at like building it in different ways in different ways okay yeah yeah you're hitting gigs all over the place you've got a deadly collaborator this has all sort of come together because now this episode won't go out until next week but i heard in the grapevine there's a pretty big event happening in dublin tomorrow <laughs> there there is yeah tell me about it how are you feeling for anybody that doesn't know what's happening in dublin tomorrow tell me about that <laughs> so we a few weeks ago played the semi-finals in uh, a competition to win a slot at this year's electric picnic mm-hmm. and we got semi-finals so now Tomorrow we go to Dublin for the final where we compete against four other bands, I think it is, to win the slot. Woohoo! Oh. <laughs> I mean, like EP, I've done it four times. It's Ireland's biggest festival. It's deadly crack. And it, you know, we, we have spoke a lot here about opening your sound up to different audiences, to different people, people of different age groups. You know, Electra Picnics is the biggest you can pretty much get in Ireland, do you know? Yeah, I know. I'm absolutely terrified for it, and would love like I I'm I've been manifesting for the past three weeks that we're gonna get <laughs> this. But yeah, I mean, it would be it would be career changing a hundred percent if we managed to win. But I mean, I we were kind of buzzing to just win that first round anyway. Yeah, and yeah. decided this will be my first Dublin gig tomorrow. Woo-hoo. So excited to get down there and you know even this will open me up to a new audience because uh, i've never played in dublin before so yeah 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 i'm, I'm excited for you do you know what i mean i really really am but you know we've, we've talked about gigs we actually haven't talked really at all about what you've released mm-hmm. and you know i suppose like the tracks are similar but different yesterday am i right in saying that was your first track that you released yeah so when you you create something. So whether somebody's writing something, whether somebody's painted something, has wrote a song and has sung it and has, you know, revised and gone back and forth and back and forth. Number one, where did the song come out of? And number two, how did you feel about releasing and letting the world see a lot of yourself? Yeah. Um, I mean, I wrote yesterday, I think I was 16 or 17 when I wrote yesterday. It had been taken about for a while before I recorded it um but I recorded it all just at home and released it and it was terrifying <laughs> to be <laughs> honest like obviously as I said to you like I'd posted my music on YouTube and stuff before but this kind of releasing yesterday kind of felt real I was like this is the first thing I'm ever releasing as an artist like as Susie Pagel you know this is uh-huh. my first debut I suppose and Yesterday, like if you actually listen to the lyrics, it's a very personal song as well. Um, I like, yeah, I wrote it about a relationship whenever I was, um, whenever I was young, and it was absolutely terrifying putting it out into the world. But at the same time, I think I was seventeen when I released it, and I was like, "This will be fun. It's whatever." I didn't actually expect, I guess, for it was immediately picked up by introducing. It was played as best song in the world for that week. Um, 
and you know that kind of like started everything and I, I never really expected yesterday to to do that but um yeah it was terrifying but like obviously the best thing I ever did was <laughs> release it and get the balls to do it so. fair fair and then after that came pretty here yeah mm-hmm. yeah now when I listen to it it sort of sounds a bit like you know not that somebody's trying to control you or own you but that Somebody has a perception of you and you're like, no, no, I am what I am and I want to be and nobody's going to put you in a box or, you know, or, or tell you X, Y, or Z. Is, is, is that correct what I'm picking up? A hundred percent. I kind of tend to think that Pretty Girl is like the more aggressive and sure of itself older sister of yesterday. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> By the same situation, it's basically mm. the same thing. Only in yesterday, it's really sad and it's like, the words are kind of saying, oh, I wish that I hadn't let you do this. I wish blah, blah. And then Pretty Girl is like, no, like, you're a dick. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty Girl kind of was, it was a very angry song. I wrote it when I was really, you know, frustrated. And it 100% is. I'm really glad that's what you took away from yeah. it because it definitely is like, no, I am not what you say I am. And I uh-huh. am my own stuff. And even writing that song was so helpful around that time and stuff. So... I suppose it helps like release any you know emotions or feelings and gives you an outlet as well I suppose doesn't it 100% yeah I mean that's how I kind of dealt with all the you know the things that it was about that's how I dealt with Mm. it It was I wrote the song and then it's now my most listened to one it's approaching 10,000 streams so obviously people relate to that as well so it's it's great and anybody listen now go and listen (laughs) get me the tank (laughs) My favorite though is probably Pick Me, okay. I, and it just, I just, it's just the one I vibe with the best. Yeah, where did it come from? Uh, so Pick Me, I wrote about obviously Pick Me Girls. Yeah, um, I had had, <laughs> I had had an experience um where my boyfriend at the time, um, a friend of mine started trying to like flirt with him, and I was so yeah, like oh, I was like, hold I, the phone, what? Yeah. It was whenever, whenever um my boyfriend at that time, like whenever we had first started going out, I had a friend that was all to me saying like, oh, you guys are so cute together. And then like trying to sneak their way in there. So that, that's what Pick Me is about. And um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, so it's a real, it's a, it's a feisty song. <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, Pick Me was kind of the first song that, I had started to work out what I really wanted to sound like. Mm. And um, so I think it's quite a step up from Pretty Girl in the sense that it's a lot heavier. And it's also the first song we took to the studio. That's the one that we did with Scratch My Progress. So I think it overall just has a more finished, bigger sound. Maybe that's why you like it more as well. But Yeah, just I was just it just like I was like sitting here the other day or last night and I was doing a bit of work and I was I had a flick. I came on in my like shuffle, you know. On Spotify, and I was, fucking, I was like getting worked on. And I was like, fucking right, da, da, da. Yeah. Um, it's aggressive, it's quite aggressive, yeah, it is, but it's it's a good tune. And I got the work done, do you know what I mean? So, you know, everything's everything's all good. Uh, and then, of course, your most recent release, uh, is Shadows, yeah. And I mean, people can take whatever they want from the word shadows and, and from the sound. Is it you coming out of the shadows? Is it, uh, don't put me into the shadows, goddamn, uh, you know. You know. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Shadows is very much uh, 
a song about being kept a secret by someone and you know someone not wanting anyone to kind of know about you and just all the frustration and you know anxiety that comes with that and shadows is kind of it, it follows uh like as the song goes on it, it kind of is meant to portray like me realizing that and like saying no I won't be in the shadows nice. and um and that sort of thing so I mean all these songs are so angsty they're full <laughs> of just teenage angst I'm not even a teenager anymore they're so angsty <laughs> but shadows is kind of about yeah I suppose um realizing that someone is keeping you in the shadows mm. and saying I'm not gonna do that anymore so yeah does that and feel free not to answer this question if you don't want to. Does does that feel a little bit shitty that somebody wants to maybe like, you know, li- like not give you the full information, keep you, you know, out of their public life? Or, you know, it does or or do you know, do you, does it get to a point where it's all okay and you just sort of like snap and you're like, no, sorry to tell you, and this is not happening anymore? A hundred percent. Yeah. Uh Shadows was like there was a period of time where I wrote Shadows and I wrote um another song that isn't released yet but um well there's a couple of them I wrote like all these three songs um kind of at the same time where I was realizing hold on this I feel like shit and um you know so they were all around the same time and it it helped me to realize yeah that like you know I should be deserving more and stuff fair play yeah yeah fair play and do you have anything coming out in the near future that you would like that you can maybe not you know not full disclosure here but you know a little tidbit here or there a little sprinkle I might have a little song coming out um on the 11th of August okay my next single Headspace will be coming out at midnight on the 11th of August just in time for my first headline gig fantastic fantastic well look before I let you go Every time I take somebody onto the podcast, we do a quick fire round. Now, these are just silly questions. Answer them whatever way you want. Answer them as serious or silly as you like. So the first question is, if you were a drink, alcohol or otherwise, what would you be? People say, I'm like a pint of Guinness because, uh, you know, Americans are interested by me. But some people just pretend to like me, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I think I am 100% a Malibu with cranberry juice because number one that's all i drink right <laughs> secondly uh, i don't know um i like coconut <laughs> <laughs> fair fair i mean i'm i'm traumatized from malibu from my my younger years um but i might i might give that a try sometime malibu and cranberry it tastes, it, like everyone knocks it and then they try it and they're like oh my god it tastes exactly like a 15 okay. that is what it tastes like so you have to try it that's that's wild, right? <laughs> Definitely, I'm gonna try that. Definitely, am. Uh, if you had a superpower, what would it be, and what would you do with it? Um, I would fly, and I would fly, probably right now to Germany because I want to go to Germany. Fair. So. Anywhere particular in Germany? Uh, well, I was just in Berlin, but I'd like to go to Cologne. Like Very to nice. try. Very nice. You have a good time in Berlin. The best. I met a lot of my family. My family's German, so oh, got deadly. To- that's great. Fantastic, fantastic. So, you have just done your headline gig for Toxic. It's coming up. And okay. you go on a serious session after it because it went absolutely swimmingly. And the next day, you were royally, royally hungover. What's your your go-to food and drink or, you know? Probably a big fat milkshake, to oh, be honest. 
You're the second person. So there's a, there was a guy who uh, I interviewed recently. He's a videographer called Michael. Um, brilliant episode. Go and listen to it. And he said, I think it was it him or somebody else recently said a milkshake as well. And I was like, oh no, it wasn't him. Sorry, it was Ryan McGarty said a bit of milkshake. Another guy interviewed. Ah, and I was nice. like, no, when I'm dying, it's the worst thing. No. You just need a big sugary vanilla milkshake and maybe a wee McPlant or something. A wee McPlant, but- okay. <laughs> Just a nibble on, just in case, you know. On and then throw it back up because it's so ill. <laughs> of course, you know. <laughs> um, you can go on a date with anybody in the world, living or dead. Who would it be, and what do you do? Oh, living or dead, I am. T- oh, do you know what? Actually, Killian Murphy. I am obsessed with Killian Murphy, <laughs> and I don't care what we do. I just want to listen to him for a okay. few hours. Just have, look at him. Have you seen Oppenheimer? I have it. I'm literally. I'm like obsessed. The, yeah, yes, it's it's very very good, very very good. Yeah. Also, piggy blinders and all the other stuff he does is always also yeah. also very brilliant. Um, mm-hmm. so the final question, I have a okay. magic ball in front of me. You, I can transport you to play any gig in the world. It could be any festival. It could be headline. It could be down at your local. It could be at a local hall. It could be. You know, playing Boucher Road, playing fields here in Belfast, Croke Park in Dublin. It could be playing Madison Square Garden. It could be in Wembley. It could be anything. It could be supporting. It could be headlining anything at all. What would it be? Um, My absolute dream and my goal forever has been to play a gig with Melanie Martinez. So she's coming to Dublin in November and I'm going to see her. So I'm going to fantastic. choose that. Support Melanie Martinez. Fantastic, <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Well, before I let you go, for anybody that wants to go and follow you and listen to your stuff, where can this get you on your socials? Where can they hear your music? And when is your upcoming gigs, releases, etc.? So I am on TikTok at Susie.Paggle and on everything else, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, um, just at Susie Paggle. Um my next gig that you can come to is my headline gig in the Students Union Bar on the 12th of August. It's my first ever headline, and we've pulled out all the stops for it. So please come. Tickets are available on my Instagram in my bio. Fantastic. Susie Pagel, thank you very much indeed. Thank you so much.